Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little... Odd. This is the... of yours will be reduced to a burned out cinder. Hello and welcome to uh, today's minisode of Oddcast, movies, music and gaming. And here with me is Dan, dreadful Dan. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hmm, I'm tasty. Thank you very much. Um, talk me through what you've been doing since last we spoke, since our departure from the anus of Harry Cloud. What has been uh, <laughs> what has been up your nose? Um, more X Files as ever. <laughs> the I'm journey s- of X Files. Yeah. Where, where, so what's happening off, now? <laughs> well, I've kicked off season six. Yep. Good. That's, it's a good season, um, season six, if I remember rightly. Kind of gets back a bit more back on track, doesn't it? Or is that when it starts going shit again? Can't I remember. think it's going to shit. Okay, sorry. Tell me where you are, and then I'll, I might remember. Well, I don't. I don't think they've survived the kind of retconning of the movie. Um, you know, they've come in. Things are kind of you know, cigarette man, cigarette smoking man's kind of like back in his stock role. It feels a bit staid and stale. Mm. Um. They're they're not on the X Files at the moment. You know they've been yeah. chucked off, so they're kind of like just going rogue and investigating stuff. And, okay, and is Mulder still in it? Oh yeah, yeah, they're both yeah, still right. in it. Um, the highlight so far for me, I think I've watched about five episodes. Um, is the episode Drive? Do you remember that one? It's with Brian Cranston, isn't it? And it's yeah. like if he slows down, he dies or something like that. But not like in a speedway. It's like something weird. I can't remember. And he has to like, then he has to like fill up his petrol 
whilst he's, I can't remember, but it's him and Mulder, right? And he just, yeah. Mulder's like taken hostage. Exactly. Mm. He actually references it in the script. He's like, oh yeah, I saw this film. So that was quite right, nice. Really. Uh, <laughs> I think because it's just a really different sort of episode. Um, it frees, I don't know, maybe it freed up the writers, the crew, but everyone's just, you know, on it. And his uh, performance is excellent. Brian, Brian Cranston. Yeah. Um, he's great in it. Really, really good. It's just a really great, great episode. Yeah. And a bit different, you know. Um, well, the fact I can remember it proves that it's obviously had some kind of impact that it's actually a pretty good um, episode. If you wanted to cherry pick one to watch that hasn't got anything to do with the mythology, that's quite a cool one. Yeah. Because they're like, they approach the coast or something, don't they, at the end? And it's like, what do we do? Um, and I just love that kind of like high concept. Like you've just got a very easy framework to kind of have your characters, you know, play with each other in basically. And it's like a really good conceit. Yeah. Basically he's got to keep going East um, to stay alive. Mm. And of course, as the episode goes on, he's like, can you just go a bit faster? Can you go a bit faster? And you see like the speedometers like going up to like 90. And, mm. um, and then of course, it's like, oh, we're about to run out of petrol. Um, and then of course, yeah, at the end, you're like entering California mm. and then it ends with them. Like they're going to be on the coast. So yeah, all of that's really exciting and mm. keeps you guessing the whole time too. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Won't say what happens. No, thanks. I, I don't remember. So I'd be, um, I've just got vague memories of it. So I'd be good. I want to return to it anyway. Um, that's cool. I think other than that, I haven't really been listening to anything new. I've just been enjoying those, um, Mort Garson records I got. Our old friend, old friend of the show, Mort Garson. <laughs> Mort. It's like when uh, um, in The Simpsons, when like Bart's trying to find his name and he's like, what? Bort? <laughs> Who's called Bort? And it's like, and it's like, did someone say my child's name? Bort? No, that's me. Hi, I'm Bort. Or whatever. So <laughs> like all these people suddenly called Bort. That's what I imagine. Mort's it's a like cool from, name. Because mm. it means like, it means death, doesn't it? Mm. I don't know. Does Mort. It? Yeah. I suppose so. Mort. Um, um. <laughs> I was thinking about just what you're saying about X-Files. It reminded me, I'm going, I'm going back a step here, sorry. But um, uh, when we were at school, I was in a DT class, which was design technology, which, what's that in America? Like workshop or whatever they call it? Like shop? I don't know. Whatever. Where you basically shop. like, you make the shit out of wood or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh we had a guy called Mr. Oliver um, and he'd actually like had a stroke not too long before this. Um, so he spoke like, and we're like a bunch of kids, boys, we went to an all boys school. Um, so obviously me and dad didn't go to the same secondary school, but we were, um, uh, but yeah, so you won't, you won't know this guy, but um, Mr. Oliver uh, and obviously being at an all boys school, you take the piss out of everything and everyone all the time, constantly. And he used, to speak, he used to speak like this out of the side of his mouth. Because obviously he'd had a stroke, but obviously we don't really fucking know. We're just like taking the piss out of the way he talks. And on the first day of like, I think this is our GCSEs, he just sent, (laughs) he sent a piece of paper around and said, I just write, write your names on this. And anyway, I was like, (laughs) I was like one of the last ones. And, um, I put, uh, I put my name and then like near like the top where someone left a gap or whatever, I put Fox Mulder. And um, and I thought, 
because I was I was I was like I thought I was hilarious, but I thought um, everyone had done everyone would have done the same. I didn't really check. I just presumed people would have put like fake names. Nope, I was the only one. Every <laughs> week, every week for a year at school, <laughs> it would always start. You go down the register, and go fox, fox. Has anyone seen fox? <laughs> And we'd all just crack up, but we'd all like play into it. Like, oh, is he not here? He's like, oh, I haven't seen Fox for ages. And we looked, I remember one time we looked at his register because, um, obviously it was all pen and paper back then. And he had the grades and he'd just given Fox like a C. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously he doesn't want to be like. <laughs> Too harsh on him. But yeah, or just like, he's just not found his work and he, he thinks he's going to get in trouble or something with his kid. So he's just giving him like a CC in work that's not been done. That's um, really embarrassing. It was really embarrassing, but like all the time. And it was something like, oh yeah, oh, if you tell us the work, yeah, we'll tell Fox, we'll tell Fox. But every morning, every fucking morning at this class, he'd look up, Fox, Fox, did you want to Fox? Oh, fucking uh, hell. And it used to good uh, old, crack me up. Mr. Oliver, good he's old, dead now. Good old but, um, school, high school jape. Yeah, there's uh-huh. a lot of those. Um, that's a funny one. I enjoyed that. So I just thought of that when we were talking about Mulder. <laughs> I was just thinking in my head, I was just seeing like, Fox? Fox? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was good. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, so um, Mort Garson, how, the, how are those albums sounding 50 years old? Yeah, lovely. They're great. I mean, one of them has been, re- been remastered. So when we listen to it, we listen to like a crappy old MP3 rip from like a 40-year-old album. So. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, they always just sound a lot better spinning them on the uh, on the wheel of steel. And uh, <laughs> I listen to a lot of Beach Boys, so I'm, you know, I'm a big Beach Boys fan. Again, yeah. And I just dipping in and out all the time, really. So I've been having mm-hmm. a bit of a Beach Boys week. Got all my records out and they're all just like in a pile on the floor, them. just cherry, cherry picking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hello, boys. Can't play this one. <laughs> can't play this one anymore. <laughs> Gets to the emotional denouement of the song uh, "Till I Die." It's just like <laughs> needles stuck. <laughs> oh no! Uh, oh my beautiful boys, what's happened? <laughs> I haven't taken care of you. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, um, um, cool. I moved on to Sonic 2 after having completed the first <laughs> game. Brilliant. Better? Well, I like Sonic 2. Yeah. I like it. I never had it. I, I, I think I borrowed it off you. I used to play mm. it at yours, didn't we? The like, mm. versus mode. But yeah, I've never played it all the way through. Mm. You only get two levels or, or like two stages per level. Right. On the first remember. game, you okay. get three. So it does feel a lot like pacier. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm just rattling through it. So. Yeah. Good. I think I put in about an hour on it and I reckon another hour should probably. Yeah, I, re- I remember, I think I told you this tonight the other day that like I cheated. In the cheated, end, the I know. Um, I through it thinking, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really easy as well. Yeah, probably is. Or, yeah. I mean, we were children, time. but we um, had, uh, I remember like that end level just being a bit like, I don't know how I'd get this far. Without having to do this, but maybe it's really easy. And I'm just shit. That's also a possibility. Uh, maybe, you know, 
They are being made to eat my words when I get to the last level. Mm. Particularly challenging. Mm. Um, and other than that, um, the only viewing um, I've done other than X-Files is uh, Fantastic Planet for mm. this week's oddcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and took the opportunity to watch a few other uh, pieces of work by the same director, mm-hmm. René Lalou. Lalou, Lalou. Um, just a, a late 80s film he did called Gangahar and a, a couple of short films, but um, you know, we can discuss those in the episode. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those, so yeah, be looking forward to hearing about them. Um, cool. Anything else? It's about it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you? Well, me. Um, so I watched a few films this week, um, and also we were like, I've been really busy. I've been really busy at work, but um, I uh, was wrapping Christmas presents, and I got been watching some like old classic films which I'd seen before but not for a while um but one of which was The Lady Killers the original with Alec Guinness lovely film and I think I've fallen asleep each time I've ever watched that and I think it was at (sighs) cinema when I was studying film and um which I'd fall asleep in like all the time because sometimes when you're made to watch like 45 minutes of just like blue on a screen or something and told that it's fucking art it can be a bit um a bit much. Uh, but Lady Killers um, was really good. And I found it quite strange how macabre and dark it actually is, yet remaining quite lighthearted. It, yeah. it toes this very strange line, which not many films seem to do, especially back then. Um, but for people that don't know, it's Alec Guinness, who looks like a vampire in this as well. Like he's been given like false teeth and... He looks awful, but he looks like half dead. And he's part of the horror almost of it because he just looks, he's like the kind of anti-hero as well. Um, and you've got the old woman that they live with who's great. Um, and uh, you've, of course, got Peter Sellers as well um, who's uh, who's in it and whatever. Um, genuinely enjoyed it. It was, I think it was a little bit, the last 40 minutes, I'd say, it's only an hour and a half, the last 40 minutes once, there's a big kind of, well, kind of reveal or whatever. Um, we know what's going on, but once all the characters know what's going on, then it kind of uh, doesn't slow down, but it gets a little bit samey towards the end. Um, but yeah, it's really like, it's a very dark ending as well. But yeah. at the same time, like super like, um, like jubilant almost. It's very strange. Um, I love it. Great ensemble cast. Well. Yeah. It's just really good fun. Yeah, but like you say, you know, it's 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 dark humour mm. in a very British way. British, very yeah, British, yeah. Um, Have you seen? If you like that, which I saw quite recently, I think just in the last year, uh, the Lavender Hill Mob. No, I've heard of it though. Test it's another Ealing seen. comedy with um, Alec Guinness. Right. It's brilliant. It's from a few years earlier, nineteen fifty-one. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, my wife loves all the um, eating comedy. It's quite funny because I filmed there. I was on the, I was doing one of the for MTV. Yeah, I was doing um, something for MTV with um, Sarah Harding from Girls Aloud fame. And we were just hanging out with her, basically. Um, and, uh, yeah, she was lovely, actually. And I was hanging out with her, her bloke at the time, who was this DJ, um, who I didn't, I didn't know who he was at the time, but apparently he was a big 
deal, I guess, back then, but they've bad kids and split up or whatever, I don't know, whatever. But they, she was doing the St. Trinian's film, if you remember. And okay. And if you remember back then as well, I looked very much like Russell Brand. And Russell Brand was in the St. Trinian's film. I think this was the <laughs> sequel. And loads of like the schoolgirls, like the actual schoolgirls, not like the, oh, we're sexy schoolgirls or whatever, um, like literally children would come up and um, think that I was Russell Brand because I don't think he was supposed to be in that one. And they were like, and we we're just sitting there like having lunch or whatever. Um, and yeah, this is when I used to get mistaken for him quite a lot, but that was quite funny. Um, yeah. Uh, why am I talking about that? But that was at Ealing Studios. Yeah. So it was cool just to kind of like walk around and stuff, but I hadn't seen really any like Ealing stuff. Um, but yeah, when I came back, I remember my wife being like, oh yeah, how was it? It was like, yeah, yeah, fine. You know, um, it was St. Trinian's uh, um, and all this stuff. We're talking about Ealing Studios. She's like, what? You went into Ealing Studios? It's like, well, I think anyone can go. I think you can go in. <laughs> I don't think you can necessarily like walk around everywhere, but it's, you know, still You're working. You're to go to Ealing. Studio, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know um, why you'd want to really, it's a bit of a... Um, actually, no. Some of it's nice in Ealing, but some of it's a bit shit. But um, you should definitely watch the Lavender mm, Hill mob. Mm, See if she's seen it. Yeah, she she definitely would have seen it. I imagine um, she likes that stuff. But uh, yeah, so anyway, not to go on too much about that. But that's Lady Killers. Um, I rewatched. So whilst we yeah, um, wrapping presents and stuff, I rewatched Falling Down. Uh, Joel Schumacher. I think he died recently. Actually, I should know that. But um, when he was like a good filmmaker. Um, if people don't know, it's Michael Douglas, um, who basically one day like gets sick and tired of his life and decides he's just not going to take it anymore. And he's going to stand up to all these like social norms that he feels are like unfair and all this, whatever. And he just gets into like a whole heap of trouble within the course of a day. Um, and fuck me, it's a really good film. It's a great film. Um, because it really plays with the idea of, the hero and the anti-hero because at the same time remember you've got Robert Duvall who's like yeah. the cop who's going through Unless basically they... the same thing yeah um, but in a very different way um, and how they, their story is kind of like running parallel and uh, when and the fact that you think Michael Douglas is like an everyday kind of guy he's there in a suit and then slowly you find out little things about him like he's got anger issues which is pretty spot on right from the beginning he lost his job a month ago blah 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 and all these little things and how like <clears throat> yeah, they play with the fact that it's like, oh, he, there's like a Nazi guy, a neo-Nazi, who is like, yeah, you're great, you're going around just, you know, you know, killing people and whatever, and yeah, they deserve it. And then Michael Douglas is like, what the hell is kind of going on? Like, this guy's a Nazi. And then he kills him. And then, so it's this weird thing where, again, like, they've made him into a weird, they keep doing these things that make him into a weird hero, but at the same time making him more and more evil. And just that kind of, and it kind of plays with your own mental assessment of what he's doing and the actions he's taking and what he's going through. And you're not sure, you've kind of got that inner turmoil within yourself as a viewer being like, I'm not sure if I'm rooting for this guy or not. Because um, every scene, it kind of changes because you don't want him to go and see his daughter. Mm, but at the same time... The turning point comes, isn't it? I think. Yeah. And then, um, and, then, and then there's a bit like right at the end, spoiler, right at the end where like Robert DeVal is like, I know what you were going to do. You were going to shoot your kid. You're going to shoot your wife. And then it'll give you an excuse to shoot yourself. And he's like, no, 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 I wasn't. And for a second, you're sitting there going like, he wouldn't do that. And then you're like, actually, maybe he would. And Robert DeVal is so like, you followed Robert DeVal, like he knows what he's talking about kind of thing. And yeah. then suddenly you're like, 
fuck, maybe he was going to do that actually. And I was totally like with him on this weird journey that he's taken over the course of a day. It's like, no, he's actually a fucking psycho. Um, and all this stuff. Anyway, whatever. It's a great film. Shot really nicely. That first big opening where he's sitting in his car, he's stuck in traffic in LA. It's really fucking hot. And it's got these like little shots of like, it's really hot and people are chewing or on the phone and shouting. And there's like the heat sizzling and this like the music kind of going on. And it's literally like he's in hell. He's like, it's a real hellscape of like society. Um, and yeah, it begets. And obviously it's like kind of his, um, it's how he's perceiving the world around him. And you're immediately like in there drawn into it. Anyway, so I'm not going to keep banging on about it, but I loved it. Watching it back, I was like, it's really good. And then Joel Schumacher went on to do like Batman and Robin, which was a bit different. Um, never mind. Uh, and then I also saw um, Galaxy Quest. What's that? Oh, that's a comedy, isn't it? From oh, I love Galaxy Quest. 1999, specifically. Scorny Weaver, Tim Allen, where they go, um, they play like basically an old washed up Star Trek crew. Yeah. And then, but then an alien species thinks it's like a, they don't understand the concept of lying and they think it's like a documentary and they bring okay. them to like go against their like enemy. <clears throat> and they at first they think it's some like, stupid movie or fan of thing or whatever. Um, and then they realize they're actually in space and having to do this stuff. Um, and Alan Rickman and all this. And I don't know. I love it. Every time I watch it, I'm like, God, this film is so great. It's so funny. It's so stupid and silly. Um, and yeah, it sounds still terrible. Yeah, that, on, that sounds on paper. Sounds awful. Yeah, exactly. On paper, it sounds awful, but I just really like the characters in it. Like it feels like there's heart behind it and the aliens and how they speak and whatever and all this stuff is just brilliant i love like i just love how they like act and how they're um yeah and like the, the, what they say and all this stuff i think it's so funny um yeah i really enjoyed watching that um hmm. i'd recommend watching out. it yeah like fuck it it's like 90 minutes of like 90s humor light-hearted silly um and it's also like sam rockwell who i like anyway this i feel like this is like one of the good sam rockwell films where He's like, he was still relatively unknown at this point. Um, and He's still yeah, relatively really unknown job. to me at this point. <laughs> really? Oh, shame. <laughs> shame, shame. Maybe he is. You're not? No, he's really good. He was in uh, Moon. Do you know the um, uh, Duncan Jones film? Moon. Yeah, I never saw it. Oh, he's in tons of shit. You'd know okay. his face. He's been in loads of stuff now. Um, I finished Blood of Zeus, the Netflix series I was talking to you about, the animated one. The, really um, good. The Greek mythology inspired mm. series. Yeah, um, great final episode. Uh, really enjoyed watching that. Um, that was uh, that's brilliant. Um, but the main thing that I've been doing is playing uh, Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding. Um, it's a which, good title. Mm, it is Death Stranding. Death Stranding. So Hideo Kojima did all the Metal Gear um, games, Metal Gear Solid, and all this stuff, which are my favourite. God, it might even be my favourite game franchise. But worth I remember. Said this. I used yeah. to play that all the time. I used to go on about it. I love that. Oh, yeah, love it. <laughs> so this is his, it came out at the end of last year and I haven't had a chance to play it. And basically it's a very weird game in the sense of you, for the most part, have to deliver packages. Have I spoken to you about this already? Did we speak about this no, last week? Um, Maybe not. You packages? To, you to, so. You're basically a delivery man. You're basically a courier, but in like a post-apocalyptic wasteland. 
Um, and you're kind of fighting off other people or whatever, but it's not really about that. It doesn't really happen that much. It's mainly about you traversing these beautiful, uh, it looks like Iceland, like these beautiful landscapes. Um, it looks amazing. Uh, and also um, there's this thing called BTs, which are basically monsters, but they kind of like hang, they're kind of these like, they're invisible unless you like stand still or whatever. Um, and they're these like black humanoid looking things that just hang in the air and have these like, black ribbons around and then he's like yeah and you've got to like be careful and hold your breath and go past them and if they see you then this pool of like black liquid comes and these hands try and grab and pull you down and all this fucking shit Mm -hmm. um so that horror side of it is really good but just imagery wise visually it's great and also like i find it really zen like apart from those like bits where you're trying to like get through all these monsters or whatever for the most part you're just kind of walking along these like, you know, massive um, things and they're trying to like build roads and all this stuff. But it's all about like connecting with other players. Like it's one of those games that has to work online. You're not playing with other people, but your worlds are kind of meshing into one. So you'll mm-hmm. see like a, you'll see a road that someone else some from the other side of the world, like in reality has built and it's in your game and it'll help you oh, that's cross cool. that bridge and things like that. But they, So all these things kind of like seep in and you can also like them, like you would like a post or whatever. You can give it a little uh, like. And then the more likes you get, the more abilities or whatever you can say um, in your game that you get and all this. And it's all kind of connected. And that's basically the point. The whole point of the entire game is that you're trying to connect up um, these little lost parts of humanity in this post-apocalyptic yet strangely beautiful um landscape it's worth just check out the trailer like just a two minute trailer whatever will kind of give you what you need but it's got like famous people in it and sense of um it's got norman reedus who people know from walking dead um tv series if you've watched it um it's got uh what's his name mads mickelson the uh danish guy um who is uh hannibal for instance he was in casino royale he was the bad guy who cried blood he's been in tons of shit um, but they're not in it. They're not in the game. They're in it. They are used as like a motion capture thing. So it's their face and everything. Wow. It's modelled on okay. them. Randomly. And they, gone. Could you potentially meet them? Could they be users that are generating parts of the world? Say again. Could they what? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You said that users are generating aspects of the game. Yes, within the Could, like landscape. Yeah. Potentially, potentially they're playing the game. And you might get to, you might meet them through playing the game. <laughs> yeah, you don't meet anyone. That's the thing with the game. It's, it's wow. just, it's, that's what, it's kind of isolated, but it's weirdly like uh, interdimensional stuff. It's not say, like multiplayer good, in that sense. Uh, I was going to say, good, good, good way to make new friends. Yeah. Play um, online. And, yeah, it's not that kind of, uh, I mean, maybe it is later. I don't know. I've not got that, that far yet, but um Randomly, they've got Benicio Del Toro, not Benicio Del Toro, sorry, Guillermo Del Toro, the director, um, is the thing in it. And what I realised, I was like, he doesn't, well, this is it. It's like, I was like, that doesn't sound like him. I realised that there was, for the most part, not all the voices are done by the actors. Um, (laughs) So they've got different voice actors to voice it and they've made them look like his fame, Kojima's famous mates. Randomly, What does he sound like? Benicio Del Toro, Benicio Guillermo Del Toro just sounds like, Nothing. Just sounds like a actor. It's nothing crazy. Like just someone who might sound fat. Um, I'm Not quite like that. But I think he doesn't. I think he doesn't. I think he has more of a German accent, even though he's um, Mexican. I think by nature. Hmm. Um, and that's Nicholas Winding Refn, who directed Drive and all that stuff. He's friends with Mads Mikkelsen or whatever. Anyway. Um, He's in it. Uh, apparently Conan O'Brien is a, has a cameo in it at some point, but I haven't seen him. Um, and yeah, it's probably tons of others, but it's, it's, it's good. It's really good. Um, I really liked it and I'm still playing it. And I'm actually, it's one of those games that like I'm always thinking about when I'm not playing it. And I'm always trying to think about the next time I can sit down and switch it on um, and <laughs> get a little bit further. Um, and there's something quite, um, how do I put this, satisfying about delivering a package that you've been carrying around with you on your back for ages and giving it to them. Um, it's weird, but it's cool. And the whole the gameplay is cool and it's all like a bit different and weird and you have to think about what you're doing. There's loads of mechanics, which if I was to just sit here and explain it to you, would be like, what? And it's like, well, yeah, but they kind of slowly introduce it to you as you're playing the game. So, you know, makes sense after a while. Um, uh, but yeah. So that's the trending. People loved it and people hated it. I don't think there's many people who were in the middle about it. It's just one of those games. Um, and that's it. That's what I've been doing. That's everything, really. Haven't listened to much, um, if at all. Uh, Mets. Listen to more Mets. I've always listened to Mets. So, yeah. <laughs> I went on a Mets downloading spree. So I've got the uh, new album now. So nice. I'll probably listen to it by next week. Mm, yeah, it's good. It's a good album, actually, Atlas Vending. Uh, the only other news I've got, and I haven't told um, the wife or anyone yet, is I bought myself a new guitar. Oh, you did? Yeah. Pulled but the trigger. I did. I pulled the trigger, but I didn't get I didn't get a Kirk Payne Jaguar, though that's what we we're talking about. I couldn't bring myself to pay that much money for it. It's um, If anyone has a Kirk Payne Jaguar that they wish to sell to me at a reasonable price, because at the moment they're going for about eleven, twelve hundred pounds £1,200, which in dollars... It's like whatever, sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars, maybe. Is it Jaguar or a Jagstang? Jaguar. I've already got a Jagstang. Yeah, that's what okay. I play with. Um, but this would be a Jaguar. But that's not what I've got. I've got an Epiphone Lathe 
Blackpool Custom uh, Pro, apparently, whether in ebony. So basically, it's a black, it's an all black guitar. Looks like a Les Paul, and but it's got like gold bridge and uh, pickups and all this stuff. Um, and it looks like classy. It looks class um, to me, anyway. So I'm looking forward to playing that. Um, I was cool. kind of quibbling between that and getting a. Um, I kind of wanted to get a Gibson Les Paul, but they're so fucking expensive to get any one that's half decent. But there was like a, I did see one pop up on eBay that was a um, Gibson Les Paul. Uh, God, what's it called? I can't remember. It's like a special blah, 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 whatever. But basically it's a very, it's an entry level Gibson. Um, that would, that's on the market for about um, eight, 900 pounds, I think, which is obviously still a lot of money, but, um, and it's a fair, it's a fairly decent, you know, guitar. But I was just like, I could get that, or I could not pay as much and get a Les Paul Epiphone, which has a lot more bang for your buck. Because you're basically, it's that thing, right, where you're paying for a Gibson, you're paying for the name Gibson and the fact that it's made in the USA rather than like in Korea or China. Um, yeah, yeah, American made guitar, but it doesn't necessarily mean. It's just got a higher price and sometimes I'm just like, I just can't, I'm not that bothered that it has to be a Gibson, basically. I know a lot of people are with anything, any like brand association, but... Um, you should have got a Hungarian Zabor. Yeah, why not? I was, but I was, <laughs> I was like, it's quite funny because I was just like, I was going to think about getting the Kirk Cobain Jaguar. But I, was like, I have got a Jagstang. I have got an offset guitar, if that's what you want to call it. Um and I quite like, because I fixed it. I told you I fixed it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that I grounded it and all this stuff. Do you remember, like, because I almost killed myself a million times. Oh, yes. So it's all, it's all grounded now. I don't know why the fucker <laughs> that did it, that put the new humbucker thing in, didn't, didn't do it. But anyway, I fixed it myself. Fine. And, um, uh, yeah, so I'm like, that works nicely now. It's a Jagstang. It's half a Jaguar. Why am I buying another Jaguar? Like, I know it's a, there's the Jack, this Kirkman Jaguar is very good and all this stuff. I was like, I kind of always wanted a Les Paul and I like the shape and it's supposed to have a different sound. And I was like, rather than getting another guitar that sounds kind of the same, but maybe better, I just thought I'd just go with a different guitar. Anyway, I've bought that. It's turning up in a few days and I'm really scared what my wife's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I hope I get that Christmas bonus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, mate, that's it. So I guess like we'll talk about Fantastic Planet um, for this week's episode uh, coming up on yeah. Sunday. Um, and guys, I recommend if you can try and dig out this film and watch it before we talk about it. You will be pleasantly surprised, maybe because you might see all the you might see the cover or whatever of the trailer and think, "What the fuck is this?" Watch it, and I tell you what: if you want to chemically alter your brain or something. <laughs> Before you do it, then um, get ready for the trip of a fucking lifetime, because um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very psychedelic. Put it that way. Um, element visually arresting. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm sure a lot of um, uh, I believe what was it? Um, oh God, one of the guys, uh, Roland Topper or whatever, who was a surrealist, who co-created it whatever um said that you have to uh if you don't 
if you you have to watch it on drugs um for it to make sense which is obviously like a bit of a joke but at the same time it's um yeah i can see how when we go into it how that would um resonate let's say with a lot of um lsd or hallucinogenic fans out there um I suggest I'm not condoning that behaviour, of course. I'm not saying go out there and take drugs or anything like that. But um, you certainly feel like you have done once you have finished the film. I suggest you just engage your brain and enjoy it with an open mind. Yes. Um, You know, do do what you feel like. Open your mind up and absorb it. But most importantly, come back on Sunday and listen to the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Immediately afterwards, why not? Um, Cool. So thanks, guys, for listening to us ramble on. Um, And, uh, yeah, we will speak to you on the next podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Oddcast Movies, Music and Gaming. If you want to get in touch with us or get a movie, album or game put on our list to discuss, then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. This is part of a New Winter Podcast Network, so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows. You can also follow us on Instagram at anewwinter, Twitter at anewwinter, and you can head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash anewwinter. Thanks for listening and see you again soon. 